Casey. Michelle. You ready to do this? Yeah, let's get into it. No, no jams. This no lyrics. No, I mean, I just, I, I can't stick to the beat. I'm not. (laughs) I don't have the skill set. I mean, I really haven't been working on it. It's it's a skill you can learn. I've learned that you know most things in life you can actually there is some monochrome of talent that you're given, but then everything else you can work hard for to learn. So if I took some time and effort, and maybe I'll reach, I'll check out that clip, and I'll get used to the the beat. And then I'll add on to it, but no. And then the sound of my own voice, I'm already still having some struggles. Yeah, I mean, welcome yeah. to my life. That's, that's really why I haven't become a successful rap artist. I mean, isn't it fascinating? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> like, this is the voice. I mean, I could just go down a rabbit hole with that, thinking about the sound, how the sound of your voice doesn't sound like your voice to you. Oh, yeah. But don't you feel the same way when you look at a mirror or you look at yourself in a photo? You're like, that's not how I look. Yeah. Does that mean we're, is that everybody or do we just have like severe dysmorphia? I was going to say we have body and audio dysmorphia. Dysmorphia? (laughs) I'm on board with that. If you can diagnose whatever problems we have so that we can just say, I'm sorry, I have audio dysmorphia. I mean, so so I can't work anymore. Just please give me my mailbox money. Yes. (laughs) Even though the mailbox money will get us nothing. Thanks, government. (laughs) Yeah, but I guess that's all right. I'll let it slide this time. I'll work on it. I was I was thinking of, and this will be a good, this will be an intro to what we're going to discuss is like, and this week is the week where Michelle killed everybody. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, what we've learned this year is don't piss Michelle off. Otherwise, you will die on her birthday. And Oh, these guys pissed you off personally? I guess they did. <laughs> I mean... They certainly weren't angels, but apparently, yeah, I mean, on my birthday, April 9th, the day we will never forget. The day of infamy. (laughs) The day of infamy. We lost both DMX and Prince Philip. I mean. Yeah. And like, sorry. I So sorry to DMX that Prince Philip also decided to. Actually, I think Prince Philip uh, uh, technically passed first. Yeah, but it just you know DMX did get a lot more love. I was I was concerned that he wasn't going to get any attention. It's like when Farrah Fawcett died the same day that Michael Jackson MJ, did. Yeah, no, yeah. that was unfortunate for Farrah at least that day alone. Um, no, I mean, yeah, DMX. Obviously, we had reported last week about his o- over- overdose, and you know his family was slowly going to visit him. I kept getting alerts from TMZ like all week about family making hard decisions, quote unquote, or, you know, being seen. Had to pull the plug. Yeah. And so unfortunately they had to pull the plug and he did He died at the age of 50, which is very young. But my guess is his body was probably that of a much older man based off of the drug use and the lifestyle he lived. It's unfortunate to say this, but it's it's amazing that he lived to 50. That's very true. Yeah. Because he should have not, you know, after that first overdose, it's usually your rock bottom. And yeah. Although we've learned from celebrity rehab. I mean, how many of those people have had like several 
overdoses and still and survive. several rock bottoms. Yeah. And, and then it's, it's amazing what our bodies are able to do. And then, and then, and then people I who can't even walk down, you know, Park Avenue without breaking a foot. But like yeah. these, these people have nine lives from OG from I the hardest see. stuff ever. I saw a TikTok of this kid who had like these insane roller skating skills. Oh, and and the caption was like, my ankle would just crack in half. And I almost tagged him. And then I was like, I think that'll be too mean. Like no, you would I mean, just get PTSD no. from the image. I mean, it used to be that I was afraid of just not being in control of my body. And now I know I have no control over my body. So I just need to limit the time I have complete no control of my body, i.e. roller skating or really anything that does involve walking. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, oh my God. I mean, he had skills though. I'll get you this video. Um, but with DMX, oh, when we were talking about, you know, overdosing and recovering and what happens, it's it's also fascinating to me that these people, when they are in recovery, what their brains are able to do three to five, 10 years down the line and right. and how physically they do change, um, re- like reverting back to a healthier state. And it's like, you would assume that somebody who's using hard, like, I mean, it, between meth, between um, oxys, between a, co- a cocktail of things that they like to take, anti-anxieties, uppers, downers, also alcoholics on top of that. Like, and then when they are in recovery and like, ha- you're, you would just assume that their brain could never come back, but it, it does. And it comes back like faster than you would well, expect it to. I mean, did we learn nothing from Lamar Odom? That man literally died. The fact that he can talk is amazing. He, spoiler alert, he is right now prepping for a boxing competition against another professional ODer, Aaron Carter. I mean, how the two of them are even functioning, let alone about to, like, box each other, which, by the way, like, how are they even going to reach each other like Lamar. i was about to ask isn't he a solid foot and a half taller than aaron aaron has no I feel like it's more like this is not fair this doesn't make any sense i know it's been something i've been just following on the back burner but the weight alone i don't know if it's actually gonna happen okay. but they've been promoting it non-stop and i'm just like logistics alone lamar is like probably four Aaron Carters when you put them up, you know, vertically. So, like, I don't really understand how they're even going to reach each other to hit the same parts of their body, let alone the amount of drugs that their bodies have, like, dealt with and ODs that their bodies have dealt with, how they're even able to box. Or in, like, train for it. But I could guarantee you that Aaron has already started his steroid regimen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still living in Florida, right? Or is he in California? Who knows? But he's, oh. I think his fiance is pregnant, right? Again, who knows? Yeah, I think it's <laughs> got too many that. mixed stories with this. With I these mean, the guys. Aaron Carter is definitely. I just figured being your brother in law, you would know if, like, what Aaron's up to. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess you could say, he's not my. Um, brother-in-law because nick chose another brunette i'm so sorry i didn't get this memo and now they have three kids i thought you and nick had been married happily for at least 20 years but apparently he'd been cheating on me this whole time Um, i'm so sorry but yeah so anyway back to dmx oh yeah r.i.p legend r.i.p this weekend i kept hearing his music blaring from the cars which i loved and made my heart um melt i mean there's a lot, 
a lot being said in the community right now. Some people are like, where was all this love for DMX before? True. I mean, it's a tough industry though. You can't, you can't blame us for like, he was, he was, he didn't have his shit together. He didn't, he's not like he was working with a publicist or a manager. Well, and that's (laughs) the thing. Like, yes, the man definitely had his troubles. Um, but he did have some great tracks for the most part. We don't know of him really doing anything horrific to humans. So I'm for now still going to be a fan of his. Yeah. It's all self-harm. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of it is self-harm versus him just like, you know, being out and trying to pull an R Kelly type of move. So right now for that name. So right now I'm team DMX. We'll see if God forbid stuff comes out. Um, Yeah. It's just, Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's just it's just another sad story of a victim of his system. Yeah, he yeah. If you hear his story, he had really no chance. You become addicted to crack when you're 14. It's hard to really come back from that. Yeah, and to then at least be able to become the successful artist who was relevant for like the last 35 years or 30 years is pretty impressive alone. To then be doing that on top of battling those demons yeah he was a very specific voice and it's and you're not going to have another one like it no and i i mean his songs they get you pumped yeah scott and i did a dance party on friday when we had a zoom yeah i mean that's it yeah that's a voice and the songs that any 90s kid listens and you automatically feel super cool if you know the lyrics that's true it does bring you back to a mindset of like yeah we're just gonna get fucked up on seven up and be in pixie <laughs> sticks and be 14 <laughs> and like really have nowhere to go and like uh, wear this wear a double tank top like strap like uh the spaghetti strap tanks from old navy with our flippy floppies and be like dmx yeah uh, simpler times Ugh, and then uh, we're gonna go over to the other dude you killed who else you murder michelle the opposite of the spectrum of long someone who lived a very long life probably many would say was on borrowed time <laughs> prince philip what well, he ended up dying at the age of what 99 99 yeah okay he's wow. a little older than queen elizabeth yeah, I mean, we, you know, he did just recently have open heart surgery, which I was surprised. Or I think, it, no, it's not open heart surgery. It was a procedure a for a heart, a pre-existing okay. heart condition. But he survived that. I was surprised that he got they let out put, of the hospital. That they would put someone that old under under anesthesia because usually they don't. Correct, yeah. but he's the Prince of England. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, obviously they're going to do whatever to help him, but. Just knowing his age, I'm surprised that was even something they were willing to do because I'm surprised to your point, he even left the hospital. Yeah, he's like my grandmother in the sense of like, she's still driving. Like he was driving until he was 97, be it, again, he is a royal, but yeah. they finally took his license I'm physically he, away from him because he almost, did, did, yeah. kill, didn't he almost kill someone? Yeah. 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 I, I, I remember that story like it was yesterday <laughs> i don't think kill but yeah he definitely almost injured somebody to his fault yeah. completely <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like uh, you open up that car and you see all these branches and you're like why does grandpa have branches in the back of his car <laughs> Like grandpa doesn't know how to drive it. Yeah, given given he's also not um, they like they shouldn't 
really it's almost that like presidential thing they almost they aren't supposed to be even driving i was just gonna say when was the last alone but like they aren't supposed to be driving in general but no that's who he was that's who princess Anne gets a lot of her like gusto what would they they would call them like willing young children type thing or that's how like christians and cults describe their kids who have like separate um brains that think for themselves they're like that's a willing child um yeah as to as if to say their opinion is uh like different than ours and so we need to like they're they're a spirited bunch type of Uh, yeah yeah yeah. we need to beat that spirit out of them but philip philip's got a super fucking interesting backstory man and i would again recommend the crown it's not not autobiographical but it is autobiographical But he he had to, he was fled like he was, his family was exiled from Greece after some kind of political coup, and then um, he got in, you know he was of privilege anyway, but lucky to survive that and then taken in and family had very strong ties with the Nazis and that didn't end well for that side of the family. And they were like, whoops, we tied on to the wrong ship on this part. Um, it's very very confusing yeah he and uh, he would say that school made him so when he went to i don't know it's definitely not like choate um but choates in and the u.s but whatever like fancy schmancy school and it's not eaton because that's where charles went to and it was like a big disappointment to him that charles went to eaton um but it's some it's some boarding school, all boys boarding school, and it like gave Philip his um, all of his integrity and his backbone, and he like learned how to be his A own man. person, yeah, at this place. And then his godfather, I think it was his godfather, it might have been his great uncle, pretty much like arranged the marriage to Queen Elizabeth with Queen Elizabeth's grandmother. But Queen Elizabeth was like all for it. Like when she was 13, she met him at first when he was 19. And she was like, yeah, boy, that's my man. And then. Well, what 13 year old wouldn't want to be with a 19 year old? Yeah. And she was homeschooled by herself. Like she only was allowed to be introduced to so many people. Let it like there were right. plenty of suitors and plenty of arranged arranged marriages to be set up. And and they were like our our situation. Yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> knocking down like. Like, stop asking me to marry you because I'm busy. Like, I can't, I can't, I'm not available to be your wife right now. I have my goals and dreams. Yeah, Drake. I, and that's really reason. funny because I was thinking about Sean Mendez because I was listening to his new album too. And I was like, God, these sensitive six foot boy Canadians. Like, yeah, where am I here Shawn for? Sean Mendez is too young for me. Yeah, but not for me. And he's yeah, totally true. legal. And. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't pitching him to you. I was taking him yeah, on yeah, for yeah. me. No, I, I did like his last album, but yeah. Word. Um uh, I was just trying to check out some new music. Um, but yeah, Philip, um, so for all intents and purposes, like he's the funniest one in the family. He's got the biting wit. He's the one that you really had to kind of get the green light for to be considered part of the fam. He like hated Sarah Ferguson. He was like, get this chick out of here uh rumors that he may have been involved in princess diana's death and that's definitely a moment in the crown that speaks volumes but i don't really buy it um i just don't i don't think he would care that much uh but i really like all the character that we see of him i really enjoy him like if i was to go 
away with his family to Balmore and go on a hunting weekend, I would have done exactly what Princess Diana did and like buddy up to him. And then he like really took her under his wing and like protected her for a short time period before they stopped before he didn't <laughs> yep <laughs> before probably the queen told him what's up and he had to listen to what she said because she's the boss oh god that just this well yeah i mean yeah. so oh yeah i mean i was just gonna say so obviously that one has become a bigger story since just because now there's oh yeah thank you for carrying this along to the point yeah. we wanted to get it to <laughs> the conversation about you know the funeral and Harry is going and Megan is not and we're all assuming or Casey and I are assuming it's related to the baby although there are people who are thinking the worst and thinking that it's her showing disrespect but I think we both just assume a it's the baby and b it's like she's not gonna win either way whether she's there People are going to be pissed that she's there taking the attention away from Philip. And if she's not there, people are going to say she's disrespectful to her in-laws. But I think especially knowing everything that has occurred, just the stress alone, if she's pregnant, she should be staying somewhere, not dealing with all of that. Yeah. And it's going to be a high-risk pregnancy. Right. Because it's geriatric. Uh, yep. <laughs> since she's older than 35. <laughs> Jesus, it's so horrible to say. And Harry and William both made separate uh, like announcements. Harry is pretty much Philip 2.0. They then pulled up pictures of oh Philip. Oh my God, I saw those pictures. Uh, exactly to a T. So if anybody uh, like questioned Michelle, Diana's uh, paternity for Harry, it, it, that bloodline is runs thick. I mean, unless Diana really buddy buddied with Prince Philip and that baby. Don't Phillip. take a walk. <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> I'm just an outsider taking this case, trying to put the pieces together. You're too close to the case. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that at the end. I like where you're going with this theme. But yeah, no, that that to me definitely is like, oh no, but you're you're not you there's a hundred percent like you're not totally wrong anybody who's i mean anything's possible yeah exactly it's not like we actually know what's going on yeah Yeah. anything's possible but no how dare you (laughs) grandfather well it's not her grandfather yeah exactly (laughs) totally you're a hundred and she was unfortunately 19 oh god but okay well she would have been older when she had harry but they would have met when she was an actual child but philip's always been with his lilibet which is what he calls Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, what are you rolling your eyes at? The nickname or the... <laughs> I'm sure those Nazi females were throwing themselves at the family. <laughs> well, they weren't. <laughs> okay. But his family, I meant when his family has ties to the Nazi party. No, I know. I'm just joking. Because <laughs> I was like, nice. you understand England. <laughs> you know the history. No, I know it's his ancestors and not him. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's... No, Let's but this just is an interesting anything, theory. Anything's impossible. I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead, but I'm not saying this man is as uh, perfect as some of the people who are. No, I don't. Nobody's nobody's saying he's perfect. They're just putting him on the pedestal and pretending like they're ignoring yes. everything because, uh, you know, this time last year they're also talking about his multiple affairs because the crown covered them. So like, well, exactly. Yeah. And let's also not 
forget about the fact that we're still ignoring Prince Andrew and everything. So Andrew on. has resurfaced during this and is trying to make statements about his dad being like, I love my father and he's going to be so sorely missed. And everybody's like, you still you need, need to shut the fuck up. Yeah, like your father is probably half the reason why you didn't go to jail and you're about to. Yeah, you're yeah, you're exactly. This is the only reason why you're not being investigated. And if you touch down on our soil, you're <laughs> going to be investigated by the federal government. Like, how nuts are us? Is that? where is he right now? Do he's we know? In England, in like he's not hiding. allowed. Yeah, essentially, he's hiding between their eighteen different like castles and estates. So he's fine, but he is the 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 what do they call it? The firm, right? Yeah, the firm. The firm is like you stay in your dungeon you troll like we all like know he's not even allowed he's not even allowed at the funeral i hope I no hope he has there. to be because then they all know like oh he wasn't there because they all agree that he's a rapist but he's not oh suppose they keep trying to hush him up during this and he keeps trying to pull his own pr moves to try and like get out of it because he was the favorite the dream in me wants him to be arrested at the funeral. Yeah, that's, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But wouldn't that be a great new season of The Crown? <laughs> <laughs> that's where your brain goes. I mean, I mean they wouldn't. You've got you got to watch The Crown because they're gonna they're actually gonna end it once they get up to 2010. Right. But, no, I know, but maybe they won't. They wouldn't do that. Depending on what happens in 2021. <laughs> they would wait until 2030 to write the 2020 to 2010 to 2020. Whole, yeah, they need some they distance. They need the whole decade. Um, but, you know, he is trying to resurface and talk about this. Um, Harry's statement was really adorable and really just talked about, like, Harry really is Philip 2.0. Um, and I think, oh, oh, sorry, with the Megan stuff. So it was like 27 weeks pregnancy. You shouldn't travel internationally. And so then I was trying to do some research and understand. And it was on February 14th. They announced that they're pregnant. And then early March is when the Oprah interview happened. So I can't really make heads or tails. It's like, if I was like, you probably wouldn't announce your pregnancy until maybe like four months. I was like pushing it out. So like four months in February to March to April. So she's like maybe six to seven months, but she could also be eight months. And we really don't even right. know. So we're saying that, but yeah, the English press, it, the first questions they asked was like, is Megan going to be there? And like you were saying, you and I were talking about this before. So like, what if, like, if she were to try and save face, because honestly, at the end of the day, after that Oprah interview aired, like she just ended up looking like a bigger asshole than before. If she was trying to win over any favors, like it just all went out the window because there were so many little white lies that had nothing to do with like the interview or the story. And it was just like, this isn't helping you, Megan. The story isn't adding up. And once you find one lie, it makes the credibility. I mean, it's just like how they, in a, in a law case. Yeah, exactly. So just, it's it, we Michelle and I both agree and we know that Megan's listening that it is a good idea to stay home and stay out of this and just eat the ice cream watch the Real Housewives let them deal with it and you work on building that baby I mean the thing that like what I don't understand because in 10 years when California falls into the ocean because that's what the earthquake's gonna do it's, it's not gonna do that it's physically impossible but I like the theory mm-hmm. that the state's gonna just fall into the ocean 
or when they don't have water or it's completely on fire, like they need to go back to England. So I don't know what they're doing. They're only going to have power if they go back to England in the next couple of generations. I mean, I, we've talked about this either on or off the pod or both, but my prediction is after the second child, they will divorce. He will go back to London and who knows what she will be doing. No. And I say nay. But we'll see. We put, we'll put the timestamp on it. We want it recorded. There we go. That's half the reason we have a pod <laughs> is just to have the tape of when I was right. Should we talk about other British news? Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, we uh, the BAFTAs, a very integral part of awards season. Um, you have the Golden Globe. I would say in terms of um, like prediction for how the Oscars yeah. will go. Yeah, you have the Golden Globes, and then I love to see how the BAFTAs turn out as well, because all my favorite people are British. Uh, and the red carpet, there was, there was a handful of different looks. Like, a handful of people were showing up. The chick from Bridgerton made headlines, and she's, like, maybe st- maybe with Pete Davidson, which I don't... I, I was going to ask, was Pete Davidson there? No. Okay. He was not. But I'm also, like, I'm so confused as to why they're rumor of them together because he was spotted in her hometown, like, a month ago, but not with her. So I don't, they've never been pictured together. I really, truly don't know where this rumor started, but it has legs, and they keep, the press continues to say, like, oh, rumored girlfriend, Phoebe is her name. No, maybe that's the character's name. Whatever. That show's not that great. Um, it's good, but it's not that great. And uh, I mean, my boy James McAvoy, I noticed right away, obviously. And then um, Pedro Pascal was probably the only other like best dressed man. Um, and oh, Alan man. Kim from Minari, the little eight year old boy from Minari, he posed in his driveway in a suit and just like He's so cute. given so much personality and being adorable. Um, but yeah, I would say the big takeaways, which we might see this happening at the Oscars, is Nomadland kind of sweeping for film, director, and female lead. You haven't, you still haven't seen it that, right? No. Okay. Yeah, I've not seen that one because I think it's going to be too much of me looking to my future. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's going to feel too real of me living in a I van mean- in 30 years. I could see you being like, why am I not doing this now? Me too. And I'm a little nervous about it. <laughs> so I don't really want to dive in because I think I might get too many ideas. Yeah, that's so funny you say that because I keep being like, Casey's really going to like this when she watches it. And not thinking because this is you in the future. But now that you've said that, it's, I'm connecting a lot of the dots. <laughs> it's going to be too real. I know, but I really want like a decked out van. But I also like, how do you live with dogs when you have a van? Because like during the day, I just have to. I've there already are people. I've already thought episode. about it. Yeah, there are. Yeah, I almost said episode. There is someone in the movie who has a dog, so you can see what they do. Okay, I would assume in the summer months you stay more northern, so it doesn't get so hot during the day, and then you can come back south when it gets colder. I mean, you're just you get that van to work, and you're basically just a bird. <laughs> yeah. I'm a snowbird. Yay. Um, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me now having seen that. And I think when I saw it, I think I had predicted, I envisioned it sweeping a lot yeah. at the Oscars. Well, yeah. once you get Francie, Francis McDee, Francie McDormand, yeah. I mean, it. She kills it. And then obviously the movie alone is so beautifully shot and 
you know, yeah, I could see it taking home a lot of awards for sure. Nice. Uh, and then I would like to see some attention for promising young woman at the Oscars, just because it'd be a really great statement. Like I know, like it's fascinating to me still in 2021 that this film is so shocking to so many people when it's like, we all have direct stories like this. If you already hadn't been a victim of this in your, our generation, like we yeah. all know friends that weren't killed, but were full, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hard word to say, but were raped when they were too drunk and, or not even, not too drunk even just, right. Just, just taken advantage of in general or couldn't get out. The, I mean, you get into those, the, you've seen those frat houses, you go into some of those yeah. rooms and you're like, what the fuck did I just walk Where's into? I was dropping accent? my coat off. Like, well, and that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've definitely obvious. walked into like some, multiple sexual situations of people like doing lines with like five naked people and frats and being like oh that's the wrong door man okay bye i mean i didn't do that but i definitely saw some crazy stuff yeah but yeah i mean i just realized we didn't even discuss this as this being a potential story to discuss but it is interesting you say that because yesterday i was reading up on all these quote unquote supporters of the time up movement um, movement and all the men who were wearing pins and they showed photos of Ari Hammer and and um James Franco. Oh yeah. Oh Charlene Yee. Okay. So I mean we might as well say that. We're, we're gonna go into Bazaar but okay so the only thing left of is promising young women got uh best British film because they have a separate category for that and then they got original screenplay brings that back to the crown because that's written by an actress who's in the crown so those are the big that's the high level info from that so then come to uh how did i just connect these it literally wasn't james well i said time's up and james franco and women not being treated well okay in my head there was a there was a because you were talking about promising young women yeah yeah and um and so Charlene Yee was uh, an actress cast to be in uh, the interview. No, the interview is totally different. Disaster artist. Thank you. But she also was, she dated um, Michael Sarah. She was part of that group. She was in Knocked Up. She got a yeah. big breakout role in Knocked Up because she had a really, she stole a couple of scenes. Yeah, she's like, uh, she's basically high in, in a bunch of scenes and steals them, whatever. Uh, but yeah. Oh, it was Continue. part of the, the Bizarre Bows segment. That's where we're going to go into. So we can wrap James Franco into that. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So Franco has, it, this is not new information, has publicly been accused of assaulting multiple women and, and are reaching like- out to underage girls. I was just going to say usually minors. Yeah. Yeah. And it was while he was a professor at NYU, you and I both slipped into his DMs and I think both got like a hey back. I definitely didn't do that, but I feel like we could have. No, I mean, I feel like we somehow got into his like educational, like information. Like we got an email of like his actual, one of his colleges or like we slipped it and somebody was like, and he was like, do I know you from school? And we were like, no, you do. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. But yeah, I mean, this was years ago that he had to address this. I remember him being on 
Good Morning America or something and apologizing for reaching out to women he knew were underage. And then it kind of disappeared because it was, again, pre-Time's Up, pre-all that um, actually giving a fuck and not just saying we give a fuck. And also maybe, so maybe I shouldn't speak too widely on if he actually was accused of assaulting anyone more than like his actions of behavior were very predatorial versus an actual assault charge. Well, she is actually accusing him of assaulting women and saying, telling them that there may be job opportunities if they do this, i.e. take their shirt off. Or Casting couch. Yeah, or if they, you know, blow you or whatever those things are that we've heard before with the Harvey Weinstein story. So if that is true, which, you know, I believe we'll it. See. Yeah. I, I believe it. Unfortunately. Based unfortunately, based off of what we've already heard about James. Yeah. Which is really has been definitely one of the tougher pills to swallow from the beginning, only because thank Jason you. And I have, have Took it out of my mouth. James Franco and loved a lot of what he's been in. But, you know, I have to separate the artist from the art. And if he is guilty of those actions, then I can't support him as much as Pineapple Express is like my second favorite movie of all time. It really, it really does. It does ruin, uh, doesn't quite, maybe it won't quite ruin it, but I haven't really gone back to revisit Pineapple Express as frequently as I normally do. No, and Saul, that character is like one of my favorite characters of all time, which is also just so problematic because it's played by him. Mm -hmm. And Charlene also in her statement, so she's not accusing James of assault. She's accusing that, and she's accusing Seth of being his enabler, which you don't even have to yeah. accuse. I think everybody knows that, and Seth knows that. Um, and he's very, he and James have like a very protective relationship over each other, and they always have. And Since they met on Freaks and Geeks, they grew up together. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but what she is accusing them of is when she tried to quit the movie because of the assault charges and the conversations that were happening around James Franco, they wouldn't let her out of that contract. And they actually gave her a bigger part. And she was like, they were to using, yeah. To shut her up, basically. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I mean, that to me is just like you, there almost wasn't a problem and you create it like that's, you should, you should have let her go. If she wanted well, to walk away, why? Yeah. It's like the cover up is worse than the crime yeah. because it's showing the intent of the crime being way more malicious than it may have seemed initially. And that is what's making it seem more unfortunate in terms of being a fan of James Franco and a, a fan of Seth. And a fan of Because we really had to about Seth. I mean, how much did Seth enable? And also, like, yes, you know, James is a adult and how much does Seth take responsibility for what James did especially if Seth you know we don't know how much Seth knew we don't know how much oh no I don't think covered up things like that so like I don't want to I don't want to pull Seth into that same conversation until we know for sure he like was well aware and was paying people off. No, 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 no. That's not what anybody's saying. In this specific instance, I 100% agree that Seth, Seth is an enabler because he actively 
tried to hush the stories from getting the out. One that did that because I didn't see his name as the person. I just saw it as the team. He's not her. Right. He's not James's publicist. But if anybody's going to go to Seth and Seth, what? Yeah, he was a producer of that film, and he right. gave Charlene. Like Charlene is like. I like Seth enabled James throughout the process of the interview. Like, so shit was clearly coming up and it's not like Seth has the ability to be any kind of PR machine for James, but I'm sure if Seth heard these other things that were going on, he was like, how do we stop that? How do you know, we have this yeah. project we're working on. How do we get Charlene to be happy? And rather than Seth going, you know what, James, we need to pull the plug on this project. We can't work on this until you're yeah, investigated yeah. and or you yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you know that we all, this wasn't shocking when these stories were coming out about James no. and Seth has witnessed his behavior from the start and I can only imagine how- The stuff he's seen. Yeah. 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 Because we're only hearing probably one fifteenth of what has actually gone down. Yeah. And that's what makes it even sadder. It's like when you heard about this years ago, I was like, okay, James, just like pull it together. You made a mistake. Let's hope you're learning from your mistakes. And clearly he has not. But the arrogance of it. No, I mean, it's the same story as every other guy we hear about. We just didn't. We weren't as invested in Yeah, James work. is claiming now with since this new relationship and this new relationship has kind of started after all the allegations came out and he felt like he was kind of having a clean slate that he was revamping it and he was like, well, that's the old me and this is different now. But it was like, yeah, but you still haven't done your penance for the right. old you. So we're actually not ready for you. <laughs> you to get your free, your clean slate. Yeah. I mean, it's very all, uh, uh, what's his name? Sasha. Not Sasha. What's I was like, Sasha name? Baron Cohen. No, 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 no. Even Stevens. Shia. Shia, who's yeah. like, I've moved on for whatever yes. has happened. But like, meanwhile, he hasn't really moved on because these stories are happening six months ago. Yes, exactly. So it's like, just because you want to be over it doesn't mean it's over. Exactly. And I think this, and I actually was surprised that we haven't, because I think this will be the turning point from Seth. I think this will be the call out where he goes, you're right. I, wa- I was trying to do what I thought was helping a friend and I've actually hurt more people than I've helped. Yeah, I don't. It's I a mean, tough statement. We also haven't seen James Franco in as much in the last year or two. Because of and these I, stories. I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Seth has removed himself from a lot of productions or projects with, um, you know, James. And he's there as a friend, but I think he realizes the writing is on the wall and he's got to disconnect. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where we're at with Seth. And, and then it's... And that's, you know, that's a whole other conversation about what point do you, do you, is that, you know, what is a friendship and yeah, because somebody made mistakes, do you stop being friends with them or, but you, you know, you, the groundwork was there for James yeah to be acting inappropriate and there was too much evidence. Right. No, a hundred percent. But I hijacked because we weren't going to talk about this, but I completely forgot that happened this week and we should talk. We should have talked. Yeah, that was definitely more interesting. So the other two bizarre bows. Yeah. And good call out for bringing that up because that was more interesting than um, these guys are kind of like, you know, a little 
I guess we would care less about these guys. That's where, yeah, that's where I'm yeah. getting. We're less invested in these guys. Uh, one is Henry Cavill. I pronounced his name Cavill for about the first 10 years of his career when he was on the Tudors. Goddamn, was he... God, that's a good show for five minutes. Um, and he he's Superman, obviously. And so he, came, uh, he became Instagram official with his new girlfriend. The first information we got on this new girlfriend, Natalie something, I'm not even going to bother, was that she was Feral a... Name, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, last name Italian. Fiscello? Is that yeah. how you said it? Yeah. Uh, it, she, won't, it won't last for long so we don't really need to bother learning watch him end up marrying this one just because why not her name will be Cavill Cavill anyway I know so oh matter. god whatever we're neither of us are super interested in him I I like uh, I like most of his stuff that he's done if anybody's gonna check him out it's gonna be me and um but he's definitely like Michelle's like physical she's on she's on board with a hot British guy I mean come on yeah, he's not unattractive. I just yeah. haven't really been into anything he's been in. Yeah. So he's just not my guy. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so this girlfriend, when it first came out, was like, oh, she's a Canadian physical therapist. Like, oh, she's actually a normie. This is cool. Let's see what happens. Come to 24 hours later, we find out she is beyond a normie. She was on my super sweet 16. She's 31 years old. He's like 38. Um, he just has a history of because the one before this one was 19 and he was 34 so that was cool bro um and but this one was on my super sweet 16 uh, you know as classic as an obnoxious episode as you can get uh and then she's and our dad was a nightclub owner and michelle and i are just assuming he knows where the bodies are buried because then she went to usc and then she is now an executive, some quote unquote, don't even know what that means, at Legendary Pictures at the age of 31. So I, I don't know how you get there because you, I would assume you're, you'd have to actually have killed people to get to that place at 31. But maybe yeah. I don't know enough about the Hollywood system. I just assume some deal went down at the club and she knows and she leveraged that to get her job or the dad leveraged a drug bust or something i'm assuming oh i would assume just like deaths like uh, somebody killed a prostitute like a prostitute overdose that some executive Uh, brought to the club and then the the club owner helped clean it up and yeah i'm sure it's something to do with that or like there's just some tie between the club and you know hollywood because i would say there's a five percent chance that she got there on her skill and her ability and her hard work and determination if you watch the episode of my super sweet 16 you'll know real quick there's no hard work yeah exactamundo so whatever these two can have fun he is such a horrible picker but what kills me in general is that when he went instagram official with her he put a picture it's so insane he put a picture of them playing chess together and it's like all right suck a dick in general like you play chess good for you we get that you're smart and attractive like you can lift big things and put, or are you yeah. just trying to jump on the queen's gambit yeah like, a little mixture yeah. of that but yeah like, what what kills me is that they somebody it's it's them it's elevate the picture is elevated they time they had to either like time this picture out which i know you can do but it honestly looks like somebody else took it and it's so weird and unnatural and it's just so bizarre <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anytime a couple goes a fish, quote unquote, on Instagram, it's very interesting how everyone does it and they do it very differently and obviously their own different style. And I just find that the most interesting part of the reveal is just to see how 
ridiculous or like over the top they do it when they can just not do a whole reveal yeah it just, just is super unnatural like the natural the natural reveal is like you know look at this food at dinner and then it's like somebody's right. across just from post, you just post a picture of you out and about and not with a crazy ridiculous hashtag that it has to be some ridiculous statement because all of a sudden you're with someone it, it, he just is an odd bird and it's just and I guess that's me stereotyping because he's so attractive that he should be normal. But I guess attractive people <laughs> can be strange too. I mean, when we know we, they can. Yeah, that's a perfect segue to the next weird crew. <laughs> well, well, I would put quotes on attractive people. I guess whatever floats your boat. Well, I think Brent, I think Brenda's song is pretty. Yeah, that's true. Accurate statement. Yeah, yeah. We got so if you and then you, everybody's gonna be like, wait, who? What? These two? Yeah. So we got Macaulay Culkin, household the name. People. Yeah. The three. The three people that watch Cody and Zach. <laughs> Zach and Cody in their sweet house. Yeah, or what is it? <laughs> the sweet life of Zach and Cody. I think I watched about three episodes. You're correct. Well, that would have been your yeah. dream because they lived in a hotel, right? Yeah. And also I wanted to watch it because I loved their character in Big Daddy where they play Julian. So I was like, oh, let me give these boys a chance. And then I was like, no. And then Casey was like, I'll pick this back up with Cole at (laughs) Riverdale and be totally happy about it because he's actually pretty fantastic in that show. Um, But yeah, so Brenda Song is this Disney woman who, and then she's also been in a handful of other things. She was in the social network. She has an actual career going for herself. Yeah, she's definitely not a household name, but she definitely has. She should be, honestly. Yeah, but she's definitely had a career. For someone her age yeah yeah she's been and if you saw her you'd barely recognize her to be honest that is the fault of the fact that this is how the asian community gets treated in hollywood to be perfectly honest with you because she should yeah. be a household name for the amount of work oh, she's yeah. put in and she's also a good actress yeah to your point yeah which is kind of frustrating because we know her be- when she got with trey cyrus which is noah and my i can't believe i named noah cyrus if that's like another well known miley and noah's older brother is trace and he's full body tattooed from hairline to toes very scary like just weird and they had a very public a twitter battle when they were breaking up and a lot of intense accusations were thrown of domestic violence and people getting trish marshmans which actually didn't end up happening and yeah it was a very public spiral of a relationship yeah and again as casey and i who are not fans of either one of them somehow like we're very well aware of what was going on because it must have been a slow week, or I don't know. And this was also years was, ago. Yeah, this was probably five years ago, at least. Yeah, right. At least. Yeah. Um, but after Trace, she got with. Oh wow! Actually, Trace and she were together for seven years because they would have met at Disney when like Miley was doing her show, and then Brenda was like on it. I would assume at some point. Yeah. Um, but then after Trace, she got a fucking meal ticket in Macaulay Culkin. And they surprised everybody with a quarantine baby announcement where they had been talking about, unfortunately, they had very publicly been talking about how they were trying to get pregnant. You probably missed those like press releases on his end. They weren't press releases, but he was doing press for something. He had something that came out in the beginning of quarantine that was either like his launch of his website 
Yeah, I remember him being on Jimmy Fallon, and they did a re- remember he did like a remake of Home Alone for the website or yeah. which, his new product project or whatever, which sounds dumb, but he I don't know. You see interviews, he's a wackadoo. Yeah, but he is healthy. He's much healthier than we were all expecting, especially because he wasn't healthy for a very long time. We don't know what that was it was like people were assuming he was addicted to drugs i think there was a lot of underlining medical issues going on with him that were like undiagnosed but at one point he was severely underweight yeah yeah also let's not forget he grew up in the 90s and was quote-unquote friends with michael jackson so we don't really know what his childhood was like Well, we do know, I mean, from everything that he said, Michael was actually very helpful for him in his childhood as somebody he can relate to and actually have a friendship with. I know that's what he said. I know, but he's not on trial to say he was not molested. So, in the court. There were also other people who went on trial and said they weren't molested and then later said they were. Yeah, no, listen, I'm I'm If anything, he would have already said as a character witness, he would not have gone up there. I don't know about that. I do. I can. I mean, I watched the doc. I don't know about that. He's watch so the, honest. Watch the doc. Watch the doc and get no, back. I don't need to. He's okay, so well. he owns his truth so significantly that at this point, if Michael had molested him, he would have been still on drugs. Like that's you know. I'm not saying he was molested by Michael, but what are you saying? I think he had an inappropriate relationship with Michael because I think any child that was hanging out with michael did well what's inappropriate if it's not molesting hey, hanging out with michael without your parents there in general when you're under the age of 10 no not when <laughs> you have to have had divorced your parents in order to get out of the situation that your father his father was so awful to him well no and then that's the other thing i but know that's why his the family dynamic the only one that made sense yeah no there's just a lot there that we'll never really know We'll just never really know. I mean, so. yeah, but you have a pretty good idea because that's all public record is his emancipation and then the chart, like what he said publicly to divorce his parents in order to get out of it and what his dad had been doing to him and the family and taking his money and all that. No, I know. I'm saying in general, like he was a child in the 90s. There's a lot that happened to children in the 90s. So, yeah, we've heard some stories. But I'm sure there's a lot more that happened in his life that we do not know that contributed to the drug use is what I'm saying. We don't even know if there was drug use. That was speculation. He's never come out to say he that was him using drugs and that's why he was uh, unhealthy. Okay. He's only said I it's none of it's nobody's business what was going on, but it's not what you think it was. And I'm tired of having to even like address these myself. things because yeah. I'm not even working. Like he was like, You right. guys are literally following me around as I live in Paris. Like he moved out of the States for a while and like Right. That I remember. I just feel like he's so honest about everything in his life that we we would know. He's already talked about everything I else. I don't know. i I feel like I've heard that he wasn't the best boyfriend to Mila Kunis and there's yeah stories behind that. Yeah. So that's just what I'm just saying. Like I don't think he's as truthful as you think he is is all i'm saying but anyway they're having a kid they had one it's already done oh they had the kid oh yeah right, you said yeah they yeah named- they named it dakota after macaulay's sister who died in a car accident um and also a uh, heads up i don't know yeah let's say i'll take a step back 
Macaulay Culkin was in a relationship with Mila Kunis for seven years before he got with Brenda Son. So that's what Michelle right. was referencing as right. well. Yeah. Um, but that's also, I mean, that's also a seven year relationship when you get with somebody when you're 17 to when you're 26 well, yeah. or 25. No, there's a lot I would love to ask a lot of people, yeah. clearly. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get Michelle to write the book on this. But yeah, that's always a fun, uh, that's always a little hidden gem. Everybody's like, wait, what? And you're like, yeah, Macaulay was part of that 70s crew because he's best friends with Seth Green and Seth Green's part of the Kutcher uh right. valderama no longer including danny masters yeah yeah but yeah that that whole crew has still like still rolls together but yeah yeah there's um yeah well that's i we've already talked about the darkness of that group <laughs> what that turned um, into but yeah that what yeah what are you watching that's what that's our yeah that's so where speaking we're at. of darkness so i caught up i've watched the first two episodes of um organized crime law and order with the christopher maloney who is who is um backside has become news also this week which i'm sorry you guys are 20 years too late on the, the ass of this man you need to go back and watch oz this is a man that i've seen every nook and cranny of he shows it all he shows his full asshole and himself peeing you show his penis peeing in oz and it's all there's a he bends over at one point and goes you know put it like it's just there there's nothing Whoa, i haven't that's... seen on this man and I yeah. like it all. Yeah, I mean, we I haven't seen that much of the man, but I definitely knew he had a bodacious body. A posterior. So. I mean, he's all squats all day. Yeah, and it's funny because even Cher made a comment about it. So it's like, you know, if Cher's watching the show, it's a good show. And then he tweeted Cher's comment today. Yeah. yeah. He was I like, mean, way to wake up this morning. That. I know. Yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts? How much are you loving it? So already, like I said last week, you had me at Maloney, and then you double had me at Dylan McDermott. And oh, I'm, I'm loving, obviously, it will be interesting to see in, pre- in future seasons if they still hold on to the COVID storyline, because that I could live without with. That I could live without, but I understand. That was a fun way to it. work it in. It, yeah, it was a much better way to work it in than, you know, we got to put on a mask like every other show is doing, yeah. you know. So at least it's part of the actual storyline. I'm also loving the fact that there is the typical Italians not caring for the blacks taking over the city. And even when in the organized crime world, I was like, yes, like this is so spot on. And I'm loving how they're managing that conversation. And I kind of figured, the tw- you know, how you later in the first episode find out, like, how everyone's connected and the ex-wife and how she's involved. And I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I was in after se- episode one. And then this episode, even more so because I'm really starting to appreciate that he now has a relationship with a new, well, not partner, but this new boss of his, the the other, the, the person who's in charge of the task force. Yeah. I forgot her name. Yeah, she's really good, Belle, too. I think her name is Belle, or, like, like last name is Belle gotcha. on the show. Um, I really like her, too. And I'm assuming most of these guys, most of these um, people that they pull in for Law & Order are Broadway folks. Not okay, all the time, but would, most of the time. Because, I mean, not that I recognize most people 
in the Law and Order scene, but I didn't recognize most of the the new task force that he's working with. Yeah. Besides, you know. Yeah, no, I don't recognize him. I did look up that guy with a very strong face because I was like, why did they cast you? What (laughs) is going on? He looks like he has Morphousen syndrome. Wait, the one one that is in the second episode that he used to work with Val. I looked him up because I was like, this is a poor man's, um, what's his name? Jim Halpert. Oh, John Krasinski. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was a poor man's John Krasinski in my eyes. And right now, yeah, like an off the street, John. Like, I don't, yeah, he was trying so hard. Like, he's on meth or something. Yeah, something was off. It looks like they've broken his face and reconstructed it. (laughs) Right? I mean, his, it's, yeah, I was just like, also, but I like like, that Maloney, that Stabler hates him right away. Well, also, have we decided he's the mole or we're just supposed to question if he's a mole right now? I think it's probably a diversion for how Law and Order usually writes itself out. Maloney, I mean, Stabler's character doesn't like these guys anyway. And yeah. and he, and Stabler is so arrogant in himself and all that too, that he also wants to be like the one calling the shots and he doesn't like it when somebody comes in and has more info than him. And he's like, what, what the fuck is this guy's deal? But you got to trust your partner. Yeah, I mean, trusting your partner is everything, and that's where I'm getting really annoyed with how he's treating Liv. Um, Liv. It was bad enough how it was in the first episode, but then in that car scene, like that he scene, tells her to leave her alone, back off. I go, who the fuck do you think you are, bro? Well, she you knows for twenty years. I know, but she... and you're telling her to back off because she knows what he's doing. Yes. And she's the only no one, one who can call him no out. Because no one knows, because no one knows him like Liv. Exactly. Yep, I know. And they took Kathy. He and he's suffering from PTSD. And the fact that she called him out immediately was like, uh, Liv, ah. Wow, this ain't her first day on the job. I know, but that's something like how you know that's a difficult conversation. How do we approach these difficult conversations? Yeah. But she was just but, like immediately like. You, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You just lost Kathy and you're not paying any attention. And then he scares Dickie from having a little nightmare and Dickie gets all worried about him. And like, yeah, he's going to, he's going to unravel. Uh, no, that was Eli. Oh, thank you. I apologize. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I'm stuck with Eli because they're not going back to Italy. Yeah. And Eli's so watching that football to- game on his computer. <laughs> Yeah, what was that scene? Is that Eli's big break? Yeah, that's Eli because he's so Italian. He likes watching football. So he's watching the football. Yeah, that was a scene. That was a scene I could have lived without. But Oh, but that car scene. We have to see the PTSD. The car scene and spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Turn it off now. Turn it off now. When she's like, look, you fucking, did you kill that mobster? Because you, I, I can put two and two together and the circumstantial evidence isn't great. And he's like, you're crossing the line, Liv. And she's like, <laughs> back off. Oh, that I was just so into the whole thing. And then it just made me happy that maybe we're going to get more of them because they're going to have Together. to have that conversation. Because when they had the first conversation, she goes, I could not have felt more for her in that moment. And she's just like, you were the most important person in my life and you walked away. And then he's just a little... I'm not even going to say bitch because I don't appreciate this word being described as women, like to women. But then he just copped out of that as season 12. He Craig and just goes, he's not coming back. 
And she's like, this like is how most- I find out. And then he had nothing to say when she called him out on it. He was like. Like most men. Yeah. He was like, I didn't even have the balls to pony up and like actually have this conversation with you and tell you I was leaving. And I'm just going to let you spend the next 10 years of your life questioning everything you knew. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised she didn't like, I don't know what, but. I mean, if Kathy hadn't have died, if that hadn't have happened, that's the only way you're going to get Liv back in the picture. Right. And so they did this very perfectly. No, I mean, it's a great way that they tied it in. And um, I also love who they made as um, Dylan McDermott's dad. Yes. And then I also love uh, Dylan McDermott's daughter and the, the actress that plays the daughter who grace yeah who stepped up this week to take care of the little brother who again unfortunately in the old italian mafia Uh, they're grooming this shitty you know shit the the run in the mouth oldest boy as like the next king of the castle when the daughter is the one doing all the groundwork yeah no i mean i appreciated that i appreciated that the daughter the granddaughter said grandpa wasn't that great because remember how he's a fucking he racist could, and he hated us because we were black you asshole yeah exactly and no i'm into it it's i'm into the ex-wife it's definitely gotten my attention yeah so i'm, I'm looking forward to see what else what else the show has to uh to give us yeah yeah and then the only other thing that I really watched was Thunder Force on Netflix with Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer and Bobby Cannavale and Jason Bateman. And it's not worth anybody's time. So you can skip yeah. that one. That I had a feeling was going to suck. Yeah. So. Definitely isn't like the worst thing ever made. Like I didn't stop it, but I just was like, is this what we're doing with this whole premise? Because this could have been a lot more fun. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't look great. Yeah. So. I'll save that for when there's really nothing to watch. All right. That's pretty much it. I think that's their week. Well, I'm sure we'll be back next week with some ridiculous stories. I mean, they just get more and more ridiculous every week. You know where to find us, folks. See you next time. Bye.